I want to start by saying thank you to anyone and everyone who's tuning in for this fourth episode, a little more than a year after the third episode. So thank you for hanging in there with me. I thought it would be relevant and meaningful to talk a little bit about why there hasn't been an episode for more than a year and relate it back to our topic of trauma, as well as introduce a new direction that I've decided to take in both my newsletter and in this podcast. Right after getting podcast episode number three out the door, I got COVID. And it lasted long enough for me to be, uh, quite frankly, derailed with a number of projects, not the least of which was getting a fourth episode of the podcast out the door. Unfortunately, what also happened is that During that time, some of the old doubts and negative thoughts that were largely the result of the trauma I experienced as a teenager started to creep back in. And obviously, they had an impact on my level of productivity. Now, to be clear, I don't think you could say I had what some folks have called long COVID because it wasn't a whole year, but it did take me a good Uh, two, three months to start feeling healthy on a regular basis, and then about four or five months to get back to a place where I wasn't experiencing extreme fatigue and brain fog about every third or fourth day, which is really frustrating, right, As, as you might imagine. So these doubts and negative thoughts that that came in, they're doubts and thoughts that I think anybody who's had a trauma history can relate to uh, doubts about whether or not you have a place of value in the world, doubts about whether or not your voice is worth being heard or even listened to, and doubts about the importance of anything that you do. So let's take this opportunity to quickly talk about trauma and how illogical it is. Because one of the most unfortunate aspects of being a trauma survivor is the trap of thinking to yourself, well, why am I reacting this way or thinking this way or being this way? It doesn't make any sense. Of course I have meaning. Of course I have value. Because the bottom line is the brain doesn't work logically when it comes to trauma. What the brain does do is work on the principle of memory and association. And if you have an experience that your brain associates with your traumatic past, all the thoughts and emotions that existed back then will come creeping back into your existence regardless of how much sense it makes or how logical it is for your brain to go there. So what led to the old thoughts and doubts, at least as I see it, was an old feeling related to my trauma history. The feeling of being overwhelmed by life. So having COVID for several months, work piled up, emails didn't get answered, or in some cases, literally even read. And both of my hobbies of playing soccer and producing music got stunted, essentially. And it just felt overwhelming. That feeling of being overwhelmed by life 
then led to a thought, which was, I can't do this. And that's a, a battle that I've literally been fighting for 40 years. Because as a teenager, that was my experience of feeling overwhelmed and feeling like I can't do this. So as I started to experience that again, I started to feel like and think that things were just too much. And so I did what I've always done, and that's just disappeared or shut down. And I'm sure some of you who've had trauma histories can relate to that somewhat ambiguous feeling of just everything is overwhelming, right? The thought of getting up and taking a shower in the morning is like, ugh. Or making breakfast, ugh. Now, to be fair, over the years, I've developed a lot of healthy habits that make it a lot easier to function day to day. So things like, uh, you know, taking care of myself. I, I have a really fun uh, tradition around breakfast, right? That has to do with watching a, a, a funny television show or, or listening to music that I really love. So that makes it a lot easier when I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I've been there for too long in the past. I've just been there for too long, feeling overwhelmed and then getting avoidant and then getting stuck or shut down. I, I, I remember before I went to graduate school, uh, I was working at Wake Forest University and one of my supervisors, I was a supervisor for resident assistants, right? The students that uh, do programming in the dorms and uh, enforce the policies of the school and whatnot with their fellow students. And my supervisor, really wonderful guy named Paul, I'll never forget in one of our evaluations, he said, Chris, when you're here, you do great work. And then sometimes it's like you literally disappear. I, I don't hear from you for four or five days. I don't get any emails from you. And I, I don't know what that's about, but we need you need to work on that. Well, at the time, I didn't really understand what that was all about. But looking back, I know exactly what that's about now. It's about feeling overwhelmed and then getting avoidant or stuck or shutting down and disappearing. So those of you who have either heard me train or seen the Brain Basics course that I have on Thinkific, you've heard me talk about the role of habits and reflexes when it comes to dealing with threat. And in my case, when life threatens my status, which I'm literally going to talk about in another episode of the podcast, when life threatens my status, which essentially is just one way of thinking about your sense of self, I luckily have enough habits to fall back on now as an adult that I can function day to day and I can get most of what I need to get done, done. But the problem is this, what falls by the wayside are the extras that involve me putting myself on the line or putting myself, you know, quote unquote, out there like doing a newsletter or a podcast. And so here's what happened. I started to realize first that I wasn't in a position yet to get a lot of guests for my podcast, right? 
And so that introduced the first doubt. Well, will anybody listen to your podcast if you don't have guests and it's just you rambling on? And eventually, you know, to be fair, I met that thought with, well, people listen to you rambling on during a training and you don't have guests at your training, so you can get away with it, right? But the first way that I dealt with that doubt, because that second piece of, you know, hey, you do this during trainings, that took a little while. And the first way that I dealt with it was to say, let's just change the podcast and focus on resilience. And that way you can get more guests because who doesn't want to talk about resilience? And it just wasn't that easy. And so then what happened was part of the struggle was feeling this sense of, am I anybody that anyone wants to talk to? Am I worth having a conversation with? And again, this goes back to the illogical, right? That doesn't make any sense. Of course I'm worth having a conversation with. But that didn't matter in the moment. And so I struggled to reach out and even email people and say, hey, would you be willing to come on my podcast? And I sunk deeper into the avoidance. And every now and then, I'll be honest, I would have a thought about an episode or have the intention of recording an episode, but those old thoughts came up. And I would eventually leave it at that, at a thought or an intention. But what happened recently, about three months ago, is that a light bulb went on and essentially what happened was I started realizing, hey man, you're 56 and let's be honest, what is the worst that could happen if you just started putting yourself out there? Because I'd been noticing <laughs> as the months kept creeping by, boy, we're coming up on a year here of no podcasts, right? Do you just want to give it up? And that's when I, I thought to myself, man, you're, you know, you're getting older. What's the worst that can happen? And, and instead of interviewing other people and, in, and instead of, uh, you know, talking about in your newsletter uh, trainings that you're doing, maybe what you should do is start sharing your own thoughts about trauma, about life. What if you just put yourself out there and started talking about some of the ideas that you have and some of the experiences that you've had. And luckily, last fall, I was able to do some training for the Oregon Department of Human Services. And they said, hey, will you do an infographic for us? And I thought, oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's, yeah, I'd love to do that. Because I, you know, I'm a creative individual. I, I, I do my music and... I also have been a, a photographer and a videographer. And, and so I thought, oh, this idea of an infographic, it's, it's a, basically it's a project I've never taken on, but it sounded really cool. So I put together a couple of them and I thought, hey, you can kick off sharing your ideas uh, through the newsletter by sharing these two infographics that you made. And that was cool. So I put out two newsletters uh, that included the infographics, uh, in one in each. And then it hit me, you know, 
you should do the same thing with the podcast. The problem was I hadn't yet gotten back into the hang of saying to myself on a daily basis, this is doable. You can do this. Because there's one thing about doing a newsletter that is a bit, well, I don't want to say impersonal, but there's something more personal about a podcast. I'm, you know, here I am. Here's my voice. This is me. And so... Instead, what happened was I started having these moments of not recognizing that I was feeling overwhelmed and then having a shutdown response cognitively, if that makes sense. So I don't know how many of you can relate to this, but one of the things that can happen to us as survivors is that we can go on about our business and do the things we've always done, right, our habits, but in order to break into new behavior, new activities, you have to have some extra capacity, right? You have to have a little extra energy, a little extra motivation. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and if your brain is, is shutting you down and saying, this is too overwhelming, you can't do this, you're gonna have a really hard time starting something new or, or putting yourself out there. And, and that's what was happening to me. I, I wasn't yet in this place of recognizing how insidious this shutdown reaction was for me. So, the podcast is back. And that's mainly because I started reminding myself of the work I've done in therapy over the years. The most important piece was on a daily basis, telling myself, this is doable, man. I literally got up this morning and, and said to myself, this is doable. You can do this today. And it's worth doing. And part of that it's worth doing is, is saying it's not just worth doing because, you know, more people will listen and you'll become well known. It's worth doing because I owe it to myself to prove to myself that it's doable. And that's really it. You know, um, when I say something that's meaningful to me, when I think about it or say it out loud, I get a little uh, teary-eyed. I don't know, maybe you can hear that literally in my voice. I'm, I'm having this experience as I'm recording. I, I feel it in my body. And that's actually a really cool other concept called resonance that um, I should probably do a, another podcast episode on Note to Self, do a podcast on resonance and Eugene Gendling and focusing. And so this really resonates with me, this notion of I need to do these podcasts to prove to myself that it's true. It is absolutely doable. So the podcast is back. Now, I'll just also be really transparent. The other thing that was going on for me is that I was getting so caught up in the technology um, I was thinking that, you know, it was only possible to record the podcast if I was down in my studio. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and I've mentioned this very quickly earlier, but I'm a musician. I've been, I've actually been working on an album for the past two years. And it's really exciting and working on music, quite frankly, is habitual for me. It doesn't feel overwhelming at all. So not only is it a fallback when I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I also get caught thinking to myself, oh, if I don't do this in the studio, it's not worth doing, right? It won't be good enough. It won't sound good enough. So what I realized was that was a hurdle 
And what I had to start doing was any time I had an idea, just pick up your dang iPhone, go to the voice recording app, hit record and start talking. So for example, the first take of this podcast was recorded on my phone while walking the dog. And for the second take, I was down in the studio, but I didn't have everything set up. When I had this idea, I had this inspiration about what was behind everything that I just explained to you, this notion of feeling stuck and then the importance of coming back to therapy or the idea of what I had learned in, in therapy. And so I just grabbed my phone and, and let it fly because I didn't want those thoughts and those ideas to escape. And oh, I got to tell you, that was a huge step for me. And I think we overlook how challenging it is for any of us who have trauma histories that are connected to feeling worthless. And even more so if you have that hypercritical voice in your head going on with the feeling as though you're not worth it because it, it radiates in ways that are decidedly unhelpful. It makes it so hard to just pick up your phone and start talking, even if it's just an idea and it's not fully developed. So I think for any of us that are survivors, that notion of feeling frozen or shut down or stuck, man, it, it can cripple us for a long time, can it? But we have to have grace. We have to understand that, as I love to say in my trainings, it's just the brain doing what the brain does. And shutting down is a very natural survival reflex. And it's a classic case of it was super helpful and effective in the moment of the trauma. It has just worn out its welcome. And so it's super helpful, at least for me, to remember that it is my brain just doing what my brain does. And so what will happen is I, I start to do what I've always done, I, which in my case, I fall back into music instead of doing a podcast. I fall back into watching sports on TV. I fall back into withdrawal. And that's all about habitual behavior to deal with that threat to our sense of self, that sense of worthlessness that comes with it, which is all about dealing with this potential threat to status. Who am I? Do I have worth? And it's all about protecting ourselves. It's all about the brain doing what the brain does. There is literally nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. Something bad happened to you. Something bad happened to me. And we can overcome it in time. It takes a hell of a lot of effort, doesn't it? But we can. This is doable. So, I hope you'll join me in stepping out and trying on this new idea for a podcast, which is to just share my own thoughts about life and trauma, my trauma, your trauma, the brain, resilience. In fact, literally while recording this last piece, I thought, you know, I really want to do an episode on trauma and grief because they're different. 
All right, so I will tell you that while recording this episode just now, and it's not off the top of my head, right? I have a script that I'm that I'm reading. I just now experienced a tremendous amount of sadness and also tears of joy. And I am realizing, oh, let's do an episode on trauma and grief. Because, uh, boy, isn't that a fascinating concept? So anyways, I, I hope you'll join me in this. And heck, maybe I'll even throw out an episode about how football is life. And that's for any of you who are Ted Lasso fans. So at some point, maybe I'll have a guest or two, or maybe I won't. But the bottom line is I'm genuinely hoping that you'll find at the very least that the podcast is interesting and with any luck, you'll experience this as, as meaningful, inspirational, and, and even worth your time. So that's it for episode four. I'm, I'm actually going to start working on episode five a little later today. And the introduction for that, I've actually already recorded on my iPhone on another walk with the dog. And that's going to be about trauma and memory and a Cure concert that I went to, as in the band, The Cure. And the importance of being open to that experience of memories coming back and hitting you when you least expect them. And just to keep you listening, episode six is going to be about threat to status, which you've heard me mention today. We'll dive into it as a way of making sense of a number of different concepts, not the least of which is privilege and the importance of the inclusivity mo uh, movement when it comes to trauma and the brain. All right, folks, I deeply appreciate you listening and, and hanging in there with me. So here we go, right? Three, two, one blast off. Thank you. Keep listening. Be safe and take care of yourself. Until next time.